Hello, this is Cody Sturgill, the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily broadcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's so important we put God's Word into our hearts and our lives, and we pray that this message from God's Word will be a blessing and help to you. We cry baby sometimes. We're, we, we get saved and we trust in the Lord, but then we have something that happens and we get a little bit worried. We get concerned about the future and we whine and cry like big babies. What would you bring me here for, God? We should never doubt the love of God. We should never doubt the purpose of God. Anything God tells, says no to you about, you should just know that he said no to me because he has something that's far better. And anything God says yes to you about, you should, do, you should obey and honor the Lord because you should know and trust that anything God tells me to do, it's right and it's for my good. You don't tell your kids to eat their vegetables because you hate them. You tell your kids to eat your vegetables, their vegetables because you love them and they need to be healthy. You don't take your kids to the doctor so they can get shot so you say, I hope it hurts real good today. You take your kids to the doctor to get shots because you know they need it. And God says, hey, this is, we're doing, this is right. And Joshua's like, did you bring us here to kill us? Joshua, the great leader, that gives me comfort that the leaders have their moments of great weakness. Verse number 7, the end of the verse, he says, Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side. He says, it had been better if we'd just stay on the other side of Jordan. No, it's not better. And then he's worried. He's like, now I'm worried about all of Israel. He's worried about all the Israelites. They're not going to follow him anymore. Here's what he tells the Lord. He says in verse 8, O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? He says, what am I going to say when the Israelites won't, won't follow through anymore because they're scared? And then he thinks, he thinks about Israel and he thinks about all the enemies. He's like, and Lord, the Canaanites, in verse number 9, and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. He said, they're going to get bold because we've lost a battle. And I, you could just, he's spinning in circles. He's like, ah, what are we going to do? How many of you ever got to that place? Ah! I love what God says to old Joshua. Verse 10, the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? God says to Joshua, Get up! Suck it up, buttercup. That's not the inspired version, but he's like, Get up! And he says, look, here's the facts. He says, get up, deal with the facts. Verse 11, God speaking. He says, Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their stuff. He says, Joshua, therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed, neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed from among you. He says, look, it's going to be all right. Here's what happened. And if you'll destroy the accursed thing, if you'll get rid of the sin, then everything's going to be just fine. Get up. Get up. And here's the plan. 
God says to Joshua in verse number 13, Up! I can see him. He's still laying there. He's got dust on his head. His clothes are rent. He's crying. You know, he's got snot. I mean, he's, this has been a rough morning for Joshua. And he started to get up. And God says, Up! Get up! Here's what we're going to do. And God gives this word. He says, Sanctify the people. He says, Tell them to get clean. Tell them to get right. Sanctify the people. And he says, sanctify yourself against tomorrow. He says, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. Verse 14, in the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought. And here's the message that Joshua is to relay to the people of Israel in the evening because tomorrow morning... They need to sanctify themselves because tomorrow morning we're going to deal with the accursed thing. In the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes. What's happening? Here's the plan. Tell Israel, tomorrow morning, God is going to pick one of 12 tribes. The sin is among them. And God is going to let us know. We don't, the Bible doesn't tell us how God lets Joshua and the elders of Israel know but there's 12 tribes, there's 6 million people or so represented here. 12 tribes. And he says, God is going to pick one of the 12 tribes. And then God is going to pick, the scripture continues in 14. Therefore shall be, ye shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families. And then there's... There's big households. It's like last names. The big families thereof. And then out of the families, the Lord shall take households. And of the households which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire. He and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly, in Israel, God says, here's how we're going to deal with this. You know, the first thing Joshua thinks is, okay, so somebody has taken the accursed thing. There's six million people here. Lord, how are we going to deal with this? God says, here's how we're going to do it. Tell everybody tonight to sanctify themselves for tomorrow. Get clean. Get right. Because tomorrow, God's going to show me a tribe. And then out of that tribe, God's going to show me a, the big family group. And I'm going to send the other 11 tribes away, and then I'm going to send all the other family groups away. And out of that family group, God is going to show me a household. And out of that household, God is going to show me who the man is. That's how we're going to deal with it. Here's what I want to draw your attention to. Achan has an opportunity to repent. Now, I'm not sure, biblically, if Achan had repented at this time the night before, if he could have prevented the penalty being stoned. I can't tell you that for sure. Because he had taken the accursed thing. He had directly sinned against God. But I can tell you this. When the message rang across the nation of Israel the night before the trial 
he had every opportunity to go get in his tent and get the junk out and get rid of it and repent of his sin and turn. But you know what he did? I think that Achan looked at the odds and said, you know, I just don't have much to worry about. He said, what's the chances? I'll tell you the odds are one in about six million. I mean, right out of the gate, I got a one in 12 chance that he won't even pick my tribe. And then after that, I got a one in about a hundred chance that he won't pick my family. And then after that, I got a one in a, and you see the odds. He's like, Aiken's got his goods in the tent. And he's like, what's the odds of me getting caught with this? I mean, it's well hidden. What's the odds? I'll tell you the odds. 100%. What's the odds of your sin costing you? Nobody knows about it. What's the odds of your sin hurting you? Nobody will ever find out. What's the odds of God judging your sin? 100%. Be sure your sins will find you out. What's the chances? 100%. But aren't we like Achan? Achan was given an opportunity. God had sent a message across the land sanctify yourselves, clean up, set yourself apart, aside for God, repent of your sins, get rid of it, because tomorrow we're coming to your house. But Achan heard, hmm, the chance of them finding me is not very good. I think I'll just hang on. He hang on to his filth for another night. But how many of us are like that? You know that God is displeased with your actions. You know God's displeased with that bitterness and unforgiveness. You know that God is displeased with your sin. Yet, you think, hmm, I might I get an exception. I might get a pass. You will not. You will not. Because the odds, according to the world standard, may be great big. But God knows your sin. God knows your sin. Isn't it foolish? Folks play the lottery all the time. The odds for the Powerball right now is 1 in 292 million. They play it and they're like, maybe I'll win this time. And they think, I'll play with my sin. And there's a one in one chance that it's going to cost me dearly, but I'll play with my sin. And you never can tell I might get by with it. I want you to know something you'll never get by with it. If no one ever knows about it, it will rob you of your joy. If no one ever sees it, it will rob you of your peace. If no one ever is affected by it that you can tell, it will rob you of your boldness. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. And I want you to know something. Just like... The night before judgment fell on the house of Achan, God is giving us all an opportunity right now. He's saying, hey, look, tomorrow you're going to have to face the judgment for your sin so you have an opportunity to repent tonight. Now, I don't know if Achan could have prevented the penalty had he forsaken the stuff he'd stolen the night before. I don't know that. But there's something I know for a fact. If you confess your sin in this New Testament church age, if you confess your sin, repent of your sin, 
you can be certain tonight that God will forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you can be set free from that bondage. And you can learn the lesson of Achan. And you can prevent the coming fire and the coming judgment by confessing your sin and repenting and turning to the Lord. What did Achan do? Achan had a chance. God said, tomorrow, tell everybody, tomorrow. But Achan's like, hmm, who's going to find out? God, every time. Achan's opportunity to repent, number three. Achan's conviction and confession. I can't imagine how all this went. I can't imagine how this felt. But I want you to see what happens on verse number 12. Just imagine being Achan. He's banking on the fact that nobody's going to find out. But everybody knows what's going on. The Bible says in verse 12, Joshua rose early in the morning. And the priest took up the ark of the Lord. And seven priests bearing seven trump. Oh, wait, wrong chapter. Forgive me. 16. Joshua rose early in verse number 16, chapter 7, too. Joshua 7, verse 16. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. Can you imagine? I don't know if Achan was there at this moment or not, but when he found out, news came to his tent. They picked Judah. Can you see? I can just feel his guts sink. Oh. The Bible says in verse 17, And he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of the Zarhites. Guess what? That's Achan's family. There's a bunch of them, but that's Achan's family. He sinks again. And he brought the family of the Zarhites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And Achan's like, oh, no. That's Papaw. That's my grandfather. We trust this message from God's Word has been a help to you. We're studying through the people of the Bible. And I want to let you know of a resource we have available at Chilhowee Baptist Church. It is a sermon series on the people of the Bible. Volume 1, the first 13 sermons of this series are available in full length. You can get those by reaching out to us at chillhowiebaptist.com.